Sunside Tribes. Hello, welcome to Bunta Vista episode 294. I'm Theo, and I have depression. Yes, I experienced some mild interpersonal drama today. I took far too seriously, so you better believe I've spiraled into a big old hole about it. I'm dealing with it the only way I know how. Opening and closing Twitter, putting a 70-inch OLED TV into my JB Hi-Fi store basket and then removing it. Uh, for finally queuing up a playlist of Alafa Arnold's while I do karate moves in the middle of my office nude like at the beginning of Apocalypse Now. <laughs> I'm here with Ben, who also has depression. Ben, you've purchased an entire army for Warhammer 40k, the Horus Heresy, despite having absolutely nobody who you know who plays Horus Heresy and no time at all to paint them. How are you going, buddy? I'm doing great. Would it help your depression at all if I critiqued the way that you pronounced the name of that composer? Um, no. (laughs) Okay, then I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing the Horus Heresy, which I think is 40k, but it's set in th- the year 30,000. 31k, something like that. Yeah, whatever, yeah. where the, the, the Horus Heresy is happening. Yeah. And so all the Primarchs and stuff are there. Yeah. And Let's all, list off all the Primarchs all we know. Yeah, so there's... Uh, Lionel Johnson. Yep. Vulcan. Um, <laughs> Raboot Gearman. Yep. Um... Shrek. We were feeling easy 10 minutes of the podcast for this, I reckon. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of an entire <laughs> Space Marine Legion built from the gene seed of Shrek, <laughs> finally reunited. <laughs> what do you reckon their special thing would be? Like, you know, the Blood Angels are vampires. Yeah. Ultramarines are blue. Yeah. They've all got like a thing. I reckon it's like uh, when you when you damage them, uh, a layer is peeled back, yeah. and they're even stronger underneath. That's yeah. so true. Yeah, yeah. Remember how funny Shrek was the first time you saw it when you yeah. were a kid? Fuck that slapped. Yeah, like Holy he said, fuck. crap. It's so like irreverent. First, yeah, these aren't your grandma's fairy tales. <laughs> this guy farts. <laughs> oh, okay. This guy farts for real. <laughs> You know that ass is farting. Um, <laughs> and we did hear Andrew there. Uh, there he is. He's wanking off his dick with all the joy oh. of somebody closing shop at the end of a long, <laughs> shitty night. It's Andrew. Hey, Andrew, would you, would you be happening to have some depression over there? Yeah, but when I do my nude karate, I'm doing it like um, William Sadler in his hotel room in Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Hell yes. Just for, just, I want to be clear about that. Yeah. You know? That was really William Sadler's time to shine, wasn't it? It sure was. He was looking good in that movie. It was looking slim. Yep. It's not... Kind of his... bad with it. Yeah. In an evil it... way. I don't think he should be blamed for Rennie Harlan's failings as a director. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know? It's still... It's still a good movie. They kill a fucking shitload of guys in they... Die Hard 2. The body count is way higher than you remember it. That's right. And he's getting people with like... Icicles through the eye. Yeah. You know? There's it's, really good stuff in there. Yeah. I think it's I was, just I was actually thinking, I want to watch Die Hard 2 when we were talking about this. <laughs> I think I think it gets an unfair rap. That's my, I do too. That's my I, take. I think I watched it last year and I'm like, you know what? A lot of guys getting shot in this. You can't accuse it of being boring. We, we know need that- Lucy to come back so badly. <laughs> 
You know the scene uh, uh, in Die Hard 2, Die Harder, when, uh, when he goes and he's talking to the lady behind the counter and he has to get a fax. He's faxing the dead guy's fingerprints mm-hmm. to get an ID on them. Oh, I know the scene. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, hey, you want to get a drink later? And Bruce Willis, in his extremely charming 80s mode, he holds up his left hand and using his thumb, he kind of waggles his wedding ring at the lady to indicate I'm married. Yeah, can't and then fuck in, a fan, me. in a fantastic pun, he says, "Just the facts, ma'am." You know. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty I like good. The, I like, I assume the old TV show Dragnet is that what that's a reference to? I don't know. I'm 32. Uh, anyway, uh, I think there is some deep part of my brain that has always like hungered for the opportunity to do that gesture. <laughs> Lady walks up at you while you're poolside, yeah. yeah, and she says, says, "Hey, I've got two please, beers. Please, yep. and can one I pussy. suck your penis?" <laughs> yeah, and I go, "Uh, uh, uh," and I just kind of wag. Now, granted, I'm not wearing a wedding ring at the moment because yeah. I got too fat for my wedding. ring. I don't wear mine either. Wow. Yeah, yeah I get dermatitis. I oh, you guys are fucking. I get a little. Skin, I get little skin bubbles. <laughs> we got we got all kinds of problems. Like I, I simply uh, need to have my wedding ring resized. My wife, my beautiful wife, Elna, we have to get her wedding rings remade because she got either some kind of bug bite or like uh, she was gardening and she got a, a, a thorn has pricked her or something in her finger and she's like got an allergy type situation and her finger ballooned up in a way that really suggested that it was going to explode like a party popper at a fifth birthday. Oh. And we were both looking at it with great concern. And she got me to get my wire cutters from the garage and very carefully snip her uh, engagement ring and wedding ring, chop them, and we released her finger. And, oh, my uh, God. Uh, but it's okay because the engagement ring, the, the ring I bought her was a real piece of shit. So <laughs> Don't worry, I, honey. I feel sucks. <laughs> it's it's honestly one of my deepest insecurities how bad I feel about the, the the incredibly cheap ring that I bought it because I was like our love is so pure. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares that I don't have any money because I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. It turns out that's not the right life lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the problem wasn't like that I didn't have access to money. I've I've always made pretty decent money. It was that I I spent all of my money like a drunken fool at all mm. times. So I didn't have like access to money in the sense of having put any away, you know. Yeah. So at some point we're going to like melt those bad boys down. Yeah. And make a make a nice new ring, you know. Yeah. Or you could make a little statuette of Fucking uh, Sanguinius, the blood guy. Maybe. 40K, Horus Heresy. Or be watching a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah, because you're depressed. You established that early on. Yeah, I've stopped reading books. That's like the first thing to go with. Oh, is that what my problem is? Do I have depression? (laughs) Yeah, you've been depressed your entire life and you've not known. That's why you haven't read a book in 25 years. I think, oh, no, that's not true. I read a book. I reckon I read a book in the last six months. One book. Yeah, go on. I re- was it a was it a, a episode of Playboy? <laughs> 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 I 
an episode of Playboy. What the hey, fuck? Hey, you guys they catch the it? latest episode? I think of you Playboy. call it an what? issue. An I was going to let it slide because of the depression thing. <laughs> I was going to let him have that one without comment. <laughs> Can I get April's episode of Playboy, the paper <laughs> episode that you have here? It's so long between episodes, uh, and yeah, people expect you not to spoil it. It's crazy. I'm not meant to talk about it for a so month. So close to the edge. <laughs> I'm not meant to talk about Erica Elenayek's titties for one the whole month. Fuck is that? Who's That's that? not. She was the Playboy playmate who appeared in the Steven Seagal film Under Siege. She oh, comes right. out of the big birthday cake and unveils her beautiful breasts. Yeah, I was really worried that you were actually about to talk about a Playboy playmate from no, this current month. <laughs> no, don't worry, don't worry. I also am very old, so my only reference for Playboy playmates is like Pamela Anderson when she looked like an entirely different human. Mm-hmm. Like, have you guys ever seen Pamela Anderson when she started? Being in Playboys in like the I I think the late eighties I want to say I'm thirty two years I don't old think so, yeah no. no like like Google some pictures of her and she just <laughs> looks like a total have you ever seen a picture of Pamela Anderson Google Pamela Anderson are you going to want to flip over to the images tab because you're Pamela, in for quite a treat <laughs> Pamela Anderson before she was Pamela Anderson Lee and then not Pamela Anderson Lee anymore yeah. Uh, anyway, you know, she looked good. Then she got a job in the TV show Home Improvement. Yeah. Great stuff. She was in Home Improvement? No. I swear the mum was brunette in that. No, she wasn't the mum. She was the girl on, uh, on Tim's... On Tim Tool the Time. Tool Taylor's TV show, Tool Time. Mm. And she left and was replaced by Heidi. And if you're under 30, <laughs> you should start the podcast <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's been a really long day for me and Theo, and Ben's just here. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's right. He's boy here for boy. us. Yeah. Oh, I've had a week of um I've had a week of moving house, fellas. Of moving my house to another house. And I've been saying um for the last couple of days, I can't wait to die in this house so I don't have to move yeah. again. Yeah, you moving know? fucking moving is just the pits. Yep. It's just and the worst. And this is the first time I've moved with, like, kids who are old enough to have a significant amount of their own possessions. God damn, you know? And so I, I went over there, uh, not, uh, I was coming back not an hour before we did this show, uh, after doing the very end of it, which was to get all of my stuff out of the garage. It's been done. I collected up all my tools, all my this and that, you know? My, uh, my, my, my drop saw. My drill, all this, that, and the other. Folks, speaking of the TV show, inside the TV show, Tool Time, and also the tools that I collected, it's time to talk some more about some tools. It's time for the PSA per segment. This comes to us from WMTW, The Womatwer. In Maine, Stanley Black and Decker recalls 2.2 million fiberglass sledgehammers due to injury hazard. Is the is the issue that they're fucking made out of fiberglass? Well, I was also quite intrigued by this. I didn't know that was a standard construction material for hammers. Uh, or at least not outside of Poland. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to our many... 
Polish <laughs> Many Polish listeners. <laughs> Sorry about that. Both that of you. That and more. <laughs> yeah. Is is it like is it the handle that's fiberglass? I honestly don't know. I'm like I'm looking at fiberglass hammers, not sledgehammers, just <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, yeah, fiberglass sledgehammers, okay. I'm looking at fiberglass sledgehammers right now and it looks like the head of it is metal. Yeah. According to a news release in the US Consumer Product Safety Commission, the head of the recalled sledgehammers, quote, can loosen prematurely and detach unexpectedly oh my during God. use, posing an impact injury hazard to the user. This mm. is one of those final destination, mm. like, intrusive thoughts that I've had for a very long time, yeah. right? Like, what if the head just comes off the axe and sort of flies, you know, 60 metres across the campsite and kills our dearly beloved grandfather, right? Like, I, I get I get way more of a Wiley Coyote kind of vibe, right? Which is that you're doing a, a like a full-bodied overhead swing to, yeah. hit, to hit, say, let's say like a, a tent peg. Maybe you're trying to bang a railroad spike in like we all do from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and so at the, at the apex... Of the arc, maybe the the thing detaches, and you get to the bottom, right? And you go, huh? And you look, you look at the handle, and then as that's happening, the head of it comes down, bonks you yeah, right big on dong, top. Yeah, yeah. big gong, gong lump sound. comes up. Yep. Yeah, piano keys, the whole nine yards. Yep. Yeah. So far, the company has received 192 reports of the sledgehammer heads detaching. Oh my god, that's <laughs> causing. Causing two reported injuries to the face and head. Yeah, that's oh. and and look if you're if you're keeping note at home, your face is on your head. <laughs> yeah, they're making a distinction here between someone getting hit in the non-face part of the head, and then someone getting hit in the face part of the head, and both of those very bad. Yeah, those are both critical hits, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you're getting a two times damage bonus. <laughs> When you get yourself in the face with the sledgehammer head. So you guys know about rabbit punches, right? No. Uh, okay. No. So in the uh, in the pugilistic art form of boxing, it is illegal to punch somebody in the back of the head, right? It's called a rabbit punch. Right. And uh, the reason for that is because you're clocking them straight in the brain, right? Um, yeah. And that's bad. They're getting Whereas, straight in the material. Yeah, so so if you are boxing or doing kickboxing or mixed martial arts or whatever, it's way better for you to be hit directly in the face because there's so much tissue between there and your brain. I guess what I'm trying to say is if I were to be hit in the cranium, the cranial region by a uh, detached sledgehammer head, mm. I hate to say it, but in some ways you would probably be better off to be hit Directly in the face, yeah. perhaps, perhaps your cheek or your nose or whatever. Doctors say it's probably the, the best place to get hit. Your nose, your teeth and your eyes are on the front of your head. Yeah. And like, absolutely, very susceptible to injury in my experience. Yeah, but a sledgehammer, head's, a sledgehammer head's pretty big. Well, sometimes they're quite small because this covers their very smallest sledgehammers and also their very largest sledgehammers. Oh, we've got <laughs> a also variety of Everything in between. This is 2.2 million hammers. There's an unbelievable amount of deadly hammers are at loose in the United States. And also, I would point out that the brands covered by this, uh, which are DeWalt, Stanley, Black & Decker, and Craftsman, also available in Australia. I have not checked if there is a similar recall happening in Australia. Mm. We report 
You find out. <laughs> the sledgehammers impacted by the recall include those sold at Home Depot, Ace Hardware, and other hardware stores nationwide mm. and online between November 2013 and November 22. Small window there. Mm. The sledgehammers included in the recall include those weighing between 2 and 12 pounds. Pretty big, uh, pretty big range big, there. Big range. And 14 inches to 36 inches in length. It's normal to have a 14-inch sledgehammer. It's fine. It's actually it's it's fine. suitable for most jobs. It's about how you swing it. How the fuck are they? Surely they all have different designs. How is this being all wrapped up in one? Just be ba- careful. Bad hammer glue. <laughs> it's one batch of hammer glue that went wrong. That's like but it's from 10 years. It's like 100 batches of hammer glue. It turns out we actually sorted out hammer construction well you you would think a little while ago and they didn't really they didn't fuck with it all that much you yeah. get your fiberglass handle you get your head you put some hammer glue in there and as long as the hammer glue is fine yeah no problems if the hammer glue is not fine we have no contingencies mm. one night shift security guard falls into the giant vat of hammer glue <laughs> and ruins the whole batch you fucked eight years worth of hammers which is 2.2 million hammers which is almost <laughs> 300,000 hammers a year. <laughs> I I feel like this should be like you know the design on like a like a like a pickaxe type thing, a mattock if you will. Mm. Are you talking about where it's wider at the, at the end top, of the handle? Yeah. Yep. And the then... axe, like an axe handle. Yeah, where you yeah. put the thing on the bottom and it slides out. It can't actually yeah. get off over the top. Yeah. Seems like that's what they should be doing. That's an old design. You can have that. Yeah, and an incredible piece of engineering as well with that style of if it's on a hammer-o-matic, every single blow fixes it harder onto the handle. And then to remove it, all you have to do is just, just tap it. And how do they get it on there in the first place? Magic. That's right. And how do they get the little ship? <laughs> <laughs> the recalled DeWalt and Stanley sledgehammers are yellow and black. While the craftsman sledgehammers are red and black. Now, this is the PSA per segment, so uh, we're going to let you know what's up. Each sledgehammer has the brand written on the handle, in case you've <laughs> never looked at any of your possessions before. And the model numbers of the DeWalt and Craftsman hammers are marked on the hammer head. Yeah. If you own one of the recalled sledgehammers, stop using them you're Put probably it using it right now you're probably you get out of bed in the morning your alarm goes what? off you swing your legs out of bed you pick up that hammer and you start swinging because that's life you know you got to get stuff done you're not going to get anything done when you're not swinging your stanley brand sledgehammer 18 hours a day someone's got to do it apparently it's you but we're begging you stop Stop swinging the sledgehammer for five minutes. Look at the label. See if it's one of these. We're not going to say what they are. Contact (laughs) Stanley, Black & Decker for instructions. You can receive a full refund. Maybe you could spend it on a sledgehammer that won't try to murder you. I was going to put the full list of model numbers in this article for completeness, but it is unbelievably long. It is just every kind of hammer. If you're in America (laughs) and you have a sledgehammer... Put it down. Stop swinging it. Yeah. You're probably windmilling it about your head right now while you listen to this on some wireless headphones. Stop. We're begging you. Stop. In between an animal sanctuary and a preschool, 
swinging that hammer around, safe in the knowledge that that head will never detach from that fiberglass handle because it's held in place by the incredible power of hammer glue. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us, and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. Ah, folks. It's a jungle out there, and as we've often said, where the jungle ends... The zoo begins. Yes. Mm. It is time <laughs> for Zoo Watch. Z double O, Z double O, watch. Z double O, Z double O, watch. This comes to us from WSYX in Ohio. The Wissicks. Ohio man used more than $300,000 in taxpayer money for wildebeest, hot tubs, roadside zoo. <laughs> huh? <laughs> now, now I have, to, I have to explain something to the listener right now, which is that there are commas yeah. between those items. Yes, I'm sorry. It's not a wildebeest hot tub. Roadside Zoo, where you go and there's a bunch of wildebeest that are drinking some beers yeah. in a hot tub. That'd be freaking crazy. That'd yeah. be insane. Write that down. That's a million dollar idea. <laughs> a fiscal officer in Ohio went on an unusual spending spree for five years on the taxpayer's dime, a state order report shows. Cyril <laughs> S. Viestra of Wilkesville was sentenced to nearly five years in prison on corruption charges. Ooh. Quote, this was an abuse of the public trust at its worst, Auditor of State Keith Farber said. Yeah. No, I feel like the Iraq war might have been like an abuse yeah. of the public yeah, trust. Yeah, Bush. Yeah. Yeah, Take we're that. coming for you. <laughs> Rumsfeld. Finally. Cheney. Powell. Take him down a notch. You just imagine when he get ready, eventually gets dementia and we have to put up with like people yeah. being Aww. sad about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pay $50,000 for one of George Bush Jr.'s paintings and then I'm going to hang it wrong. Yeah. yeah. That'll I'm get him. My, Take Put my that. little wiener through it. <laughs> get one of his paintings and then do the thing where you cut the eyes out and you yeah. look out from behind the... From behind the shitty dog that he's drawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're... <laughs> yeah, I guess. Quote... Public funds that were supposed to be used for roads and bridges and needed services instead were stolen to buy kayaks, a popcorn cart, a swimming pool, a drum set, gazebos. The list goes on and on. Man, 
Yeah. When those people drive on those roads and or bridges, mm. do you think they're having that good a time? Do you think no, they're having... absolutely all right. not. All right, all right. Hear me out here, right? I, I like about... where you're going, Andrew. I want <laughs> yeah. to hear this. Let's let's think about it. Let's, put, let's have a proportionate scale. See, Ben's shooting right? all this down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's... The proportionate <laughs> scale of... Your enjoyment, right? You're driving along a, yeah. along a road or a bridge and it's got like a couple of potholes, right? And you're like, oh, it's a bit annoying. Oh, I hope I don't get a flat. Then you're driving along a road that doesn't have any potholes. And do you know how much you enjoy that? Not at all because you're not thinking about it in the fucking slightest. At all. However, yeah. if you're at home sitting on your couch and somebody said, how much are you enjoying yourself? And you go... You know, five out of ten. Then they give you a popcorn cart and a drum kit. And they say, how much are you enjoying yourself now? Yeah. 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 Do I have to pay for this, though? I am shooting straight up to an eight or a nine, right? And then they say, oh, well, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Your new swimming pool is outside. Maybe you can paddle around in it in your kayak. Right, so your understanding is that this is a sort of Robin Hood situation where he's taken state funds, bought kayaks, <laughs> a popcorn cart, a swimming pool, a drum set, and gazebos, and then handed them out All, to people? No, no, no. All no. I'm saying is that he has optimized the enjoyment that is happening as a result of the expenditure of the money. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. $300,000 for the transport department, that doesn't even get KPMG in the door, right? Like. That's going to get signage on a road, probably. Yeah. We're thinking about doing roadworks at some point. KMFDM? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon they would probably play for you for like five grand. <laughs> are, they, are they opening the new, the new intersection? Yeah. Is it- what, one of the big five consultancies. <laughs> <laughs> But if you're under 30, I promise Lucy's coming back soon. There's a there's an intersection that's like not too far from me. Uh, it's where you come off the motorway, uh, going southbound, um, just after Green Slopes, and they put a they put a overpass there, and they like dug the road down a little bit, and that cost two hundred million dollars. How many, drum, how many drum kits could you hand out to people who live in Brisbane <laughs> for two hundred million? Absolutely, I think that's a drum kit per person. I've just I reckon I you haven't could done let, the maths. You could but... let people choose if they wanted, you know, like a like a full acoustic yeah. Faber, or if they wanted like an electronic. If they wanted like oh, Yamaha V drums, experience. Yeah. Oh, you live in an apartment. You don't want to bother your neighbors. Nice set yeah. of V drums coming over to you, and some sweet. Sweet headphones. Yeah, we're going to throw in the USB MIDI uh, interface with that, just in case. And Ben, this is what I understand taxpayer funds to be for. <laughs> that's correct. Just out of curiosity, Theo, do you reckon that's maybe the first time you've tried saying let him cook out loud in conversations? Is <laughs> that like a new thing that you're just seeing works for you in your age bracket? Yeah, let him do it. Let Theo cook. Let, me let Theo cook. <laughs> <laughs> The Auditor of State Special <laughs> Investigations Unit <laughs> identified more than $310,000 in misappropriated township expenses with multiple purchases for a roadside zoo created by Viestra. Uh, <laughs> investigators caught on to purchases from the township's debit and credit card going to Union Ridge Wildlife Center in 2020. State records showed Viestra's name on the business. 
A search warrant by multiple state agencies yielded a golf cart, a riding lawnmower, <laughs> uh, an animal rescue trailer, and six vinyl windows awaiting installation in a building under construction for the Wildlife Center. So, Ben, uh, yeah. I just want to get this straight because clearly you're on the side of big government here. Yeah. yeah. So, Statist Ben. You, you would rather that they filled in a few potholes and killed all the animals that yeah. Cyril was going to rescue? So. Oh, this This will come up later. Oh no. oh, no. Oh, no. We're, we picked the wrong side. <laughs> oh, oh possibly no. predicted. <laughs> also, it's nice to know that, so $310,000, you get caught. So, you probably put the threshold at getting caught at misappropriating town funds at about 300000 Yeah, 300000 yeah. you're probably fine. Neat. Yeah, don't get greedy. Yeah. That's his Keep problem. It down there. He Keep it down there. And if you, if you can be fucked... Take a cement mixer out there, fill in a couple of the holes on the highway and say, oh, yeah. it's happening. It's that should happening. be his punishment. Kind hey, of I'm, like, I'm uh, getting to it. I'm getting to it. Lightning McQueen from Cars. <laughs> He's got to fill in all those potholes now. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Cars. So I've Sorry. seen it like 19 times now. Yeah. After that, the state auditor began its audit. Auditors totaled $311,608 in misspent funds by Viestra, who was elected in 2014. Very specific. That's what auditors do, I believe. The state's report showed the fraudulent transactions beginning in 2016 with $592 spent. That number jumped to $2,501 in 2017. Spending spiked dramatically during the next three years. So he went from about 590 bucks, and he was like, Ooh. <laughs> and then two and a half grand, he bought himself a, a Roland. He got a synthesizer for himself. Yep. Got himself a, a Moog Mini, you know? Yeah. And then in 2018, he spent $69,654. Slight uh-huh. increase there. Went up to $81,179 in 2019. And then in 2020, he went, whoa. This is crazy. This is getting out of hand. Let's pump the brakes. I'm taking it back down to 66,940. Cool yeah. yeah. He's realized he's got a problem. Yeah. And he needs to shave off about 20 grand to make it reasonable. <laughs> 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. That feels good. Two that and a half grand. Great. Feels even better. That feels you know five feel times better. better. Than, yeah. You know what I feel a bit better than. than Two and a half grand is $69,000. That feels fucking fantastic. What about 80 grand? You know what? This is the point where he's hit diminishing returns. Uh. He's going, you know what? Yeah, it feels good, but it doesn't feel that much better than the the mid-60 bracket. I'm just going to... It's not worth the risk. Pull it back to 60. I think I've found my level. Yeah. Unfortunately. (laughs) Might buy a, a Polestar 2. The cruel people of the audit department decided just when he found his level. He decided <laughs> he decided that sixty thousand was about right, and the government disagreed. Yeah. Investigators said Viestro was planning to create the zoo and start a lodging service through Airbnb <laughs> at his home. Uh, he created false documents, which included invoices, written statements, and trustee meeting minutes to mislead others. Here are some of the purchases noted by the audit: five hot tubs, wildebeest. Singular. Singular. <laughs> Two snow owls from England. Windows for a primate exhibit. Gazebos. Generators. Greenhouses. And custom-built enclosures. 
Fiestra also bought personal items such as electronic devices and video games, sandals, and more. <laughs> sandals <laughs> and more. Oh, come on, man. What sandals, more could comma, there be? Et cetera. <laughs> Uh, he pleaded guilty in October 2022 to felony counts of engaging in a pattern of mm. corrupt activity, theft in office, and tampering with records, plus a misdemeanor count of dereliction of duty. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got me. Um, I have two other stories related to this that I would like to read out to you. They're both uh, from a newspaper based in Athens, Ohio, the Athens Messenger. This first one is from October of 2019. Nearby Wildlife Center, home to unique animals. Oh, yeah, that sounds fun, right? To, fun for you and the kids. Great to me. Good to hear some good news stories. Yeah, it's not often one can be just feet away from a Bengal tiger. <laughs> Fenton County has a population of two. Union Ridge Wildlife Center, not normally accessible to the public, opens its gate to people on Saturday and Sunday for its full open house. This is a busy year for the centre, Taylor Mershon said. She's a recently new volunteer to the centre, and she took this reporter on a tour of the facility. Chimpanzees were recently added to the mix of animals. The capuchins had a tendency to stick out their tongues as people walk past their giant enclosure. A few spider monkeys also live at Union Ridge. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just very tickled by the uh, <laughs> haphazard addition of animals being it, it really added makes to the it- mix. <laughs> It really makes it sound like it's one big room full one, of animals. One big yeah. old animal hall. Like a bunch of chimps riding a wildebeest. <laughs> a few spider monkeys also live at Union Ridge, but they weren't necessarily open to the public during this event, Mershon noted. They tend to get a little, quote, grabby, which isn't <laughs> ideal for small and curious children. They also have a new enclosure in the works. A hut for the centre's pod of pelicans was also created next to the area's pond. Other feathery creatures that live at the centre include snowy owls, barn owls and bald eagles. Also wandering around the facility were a pack of Irish wolfhounds. Some friendly, some shy. (laughs) The centre is not at all a petting zoo, though. Rather, this space is a sanctuary to animals in need of rehabilitation, hence why it is only open to the outside world twice per year. Most animals native to the area who enter Union Ridge's gates are released back into the wild. Those who can't be released become educational ambassadors of sorts. Um, Here's a second article from the Athens Messenger. This one is from the 21st of April this year, so just a couple of days ago. Chimpanzees rescued from Vinton County Zoo. Uh. Four chimpanzees, April, Anna, Lucy and Cash, have been rescued from the Union Ridge Wildlife Center by officials from the Ohio Department of Agriculture and the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries. Uh, you fucked it. Yeah. Yeah. Oopsie yes. doopsie. That's an official Bunta Vista Ufa moment. Last week's rescue follows formal complaints to both the ODA and the U.S. Department of Agriculture by People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, PETA, which also assisted with funding the animals' sanctuary care, according to a press release from PETA. There are other wild animals who remain at Urban Ridge Wildlife Center. In October, Cyril C.Y. Viestra, owner of Union Ridge Wildlife Center, pleaded guilty to stealing public funds to pay for the personal expenses and to support the non-profit roadside zoo he operated. I'm never going to be able to deal with the phrase roadside zoo. They're not good, and they should seem intuitively bad, but uh, the American hungers for seeing a 
capybara next to a petrol station. So they need these. Uh, Fiestra admitted to Peter that he had kept the chimpanzee Tonka, who appeared alongside actor Alan Cumming in the film Buddy from July 2021 to February 2022, after his former owner falsely claimed to Peter that he had died and brought him to Viestra in violation of a federal court order requiring that he be sent to an accredited sanctuary, according to Peter's press release. So they, the previous owner of this celebrity chimpanzee faked the chimpanzee's death so he could send them to a roadside zoo being funded by embezzled yeah. money by a local public servant. Yeah. It's a lot a lot happening there. A few mistakes have been made yeah. at this point. We've all been there. Peter was able to locate Tonka and arrange for his transfer to save the chips, where he's reported to be thriving. That's very nice. Huh. I like this. Uh, Viestra was ordered to forfeit to Vinton Township a golf cart, tractor, and other property associated with the zoo he operated. Not his tractor. <laughs> yeah. My beautiful golf cart. Come on. I got bad news, Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alan Cumming film Buddy only got 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, terrible. Oh, that's very disappointing. Yeah. This is a 1997 film. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave it a two out of four, saying, one of the peculiar... Peculiaralities Close enough Of the film Is the vast distance Between the movie they've made And the movie they Think they've made Damn The film was criticised For its unrealistic Animatronics Especially when compared To the real ape performers So You know Perhaps that's a good review Really For our monkey friend Or ape Or whatever the fuck Don't but- write into the show And tell me I'm talking about the wrong Type of monkey mm. Or ape at the end of the day, aren't we all a type of monkey or ape? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. That one of those is true. <laughs> so is that the end of that story? <laughs> yes, that is the end of that story. Sorry, I thought you were starting the most baffling segue of all time. No, I was looking at reviews for that fucking movie from sure. 1997. And oddly enough, uh, they haven't all been perfectly captured. Some of them have been consigned to the dustbin of history. That's right. We're talking about the big digital graveyard where you will never find any of the details again. It's time to check in on the real graveyard of life. (laughs) It's time for the Ripping Report. I'm itching for another edition of the Ripping Report. All right. I've only got one for you because... There were some other ones, but they they were just grim. They weren't grim in a way that made you go, ah. They just made you go, oh. They weren't grims that make you go, hmm. That's right. That mm. is true. Um, so this is a this is about a man. Uh, he's in the city of Alwa in Rajasthan in India. Uh, they didn't say his name or his age, but they did say that... Um, 23 years ago, he retired from working as uh, an electrician for the rail network. So he died in freakish and tragic circumstances when he was urinating on some train tracks. (coughs) And then (laughs) nearby, a a semi-high-speed train, um, which I think I read they go between 140 and 160 kilometers an hour, these ones. Uh, This was traveling near him. And it hit a cow. Now, this cow 
subsequently exploded into pieces. Mm-hmm. And then one of the pieces of the cow traveled traveled <laughs> 30 meters and hit him and killed him instantly. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, that sounds crazy when you say it, right? Yeah, yeah, when you say all of those. Yeah, where you read it, when you say it, if you saw it happen, if it happened to you. Any it, version of perceiving it. It might just be crazy, I think. Yeah. Well, no, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, like, if you've ever seen, say, a side of beef or a full brisket, you know, that's hefty. Yeah. Cow- oh, like a Flintstone steak kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, on, like yeah. The, like the buffalo ribs they put on... The, no, not a buffalo, sorry. I meant the Brontosaurus ribs that they put yeah, on the side yeah, yeah. of Fred Flintstone's car. If that came flying hey, at you in you guys up, checked out cows? Really big. Cows are about the size of a cow. That's something they don't tell you about cows. <laughs> Hearing reports that a cow-sized cow flew at this man... <laughs> Folks, if you're under 30, check out the television show The Flintstones. Mm, I, I reckon it, it, it sucks. Up. Yeah. I reckon it probably sucks. Yeah. Those live action movies, though. Incredible. Yeah. Got some Carl, Carl McLaughlin. Great production values. That first movies. one? The first one is the first movie I can remember seeing in cinemas. Wow. It's really? my earliest cinema memory is the first live-action Flintstones movie, which I think is wow. 93 or 94. I would have been three or four years old. I think I remember seeing Dinotopia. That wasn't in the cinemas. That was a TV movie in two parts. <laughs> it was a miniseries, you dumb fuck. You <laughs> fucking idiot. You fucking idiot. You Did you see a movie turd. called Dinosaur, Theo? Did Dinosaur. You see... Oh, you didn't see the movie Where That's Back? That's like a... No, I reckon he saw the movie Dinosaur like an early, like a 90s CGI Yeah, Dinosaur movie. was like 96, 97, no, I think. No, this no, This is no, crazy. I feel that. like we're all having dinosaur-related <laughs> early cinema movie memories. Wait, are I, you thinking of the TV sitcom Dinosaur? No, dinosaur, not the baby. not what he's thinking of. Uh, not, not the mama? Oh, God. I'm so tired at this point. Um, no, the cartoon Dinosaurs. You're thinking of We're Back. I don't think Land I Before am. Time. Land Before Time. Land Before Time. Yeah, no, Andrew's I think all over it. We're Andrew's back. all over it. A dinosaur no, too story. early. No, no that's, too. that's too no, niche, that's right. Ben. We're back is too niche. Yeah, no one saw that movie. It's really fucking weird. A wizard. I reckon it's, I reckon it's gives... Land Before Time. I reckon you're right. Uh, I have no idea what I think is the earliest movie I remember seeing. I remember going to see the Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings movie. Holy fuck. No, not like in the 70s. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't scan. No, I remember, I remember my parents taking me to see it at um, a cinema called Electric Shadows, which was like the independent cinema in Canberra, yeah. mm. you know? And it was a real piece of shit because we went in and like went to sit down and watch this movie. And I can't remember which member of the family it was, but one of us sat down and just the entire chair gave way <laughs> and just collapsed on itself and we had to move to a different row. And then we had to watch a Ralph Bakshi animated movie. Oh, you Hard times up, back then. Hard times. Yeah, I've also seen the Ralph Bakshi animated Lord of the Rings at the cinema when I put on a screening of it last year. Because oh. that movie fucking rules. This guy's a sucker. That was a packed house. We sold that out. Everyone was hooting and hollering. Every hooting. shot of Gandalf's weird face. And hollering in this oh economy. Oh my god. So good. If you're under 30, 
Check out the animator Ralph Bakshi. Smoke uh, one joint and watch Wizards. Holy shit, dude! Uh, ben, have you watched American Pop yet? No, I still haven't. It's on my list. Oh, it's on Plex, baby. You know, I will get in there. That's a Ralph Bakshi joint. If you're under thirty, check out Ralph Bakshi. Check out Fire and Ice. Ooh. Frank Frazetta and the guy that drew Dinotopia uh, as background artists for that movie. We are issuing an official Bunta Vista. That's what's up. Yeah, it's extremely that's what's up. That's, that's extremely that's what's up. God, we love words. Yeah. We love saying them. You love listening to them. Fuck yeah. Uh, the way we butcher these words, it should be a crime. It's time for Crime Watch. Crime Watch. This comes to us from KPTV, the Kupitiva, in Washington. Cowlitz County releases wrong inmate from prison. Whoops. Search underway. <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. <laughs> what a fun headline. Look, you know, yes, did we squeak the wrong guy out? Sure. But we're looking for him. Yeah. Y- you're welcome. The Cowlitz County Sheriff's Office is looking for a convict who was accidentally released from custody, according to officials. <laughs> so we, so we, we're so we. So we. That's a bunch of Vista, we are so we. The land before time. Yeah, I was fucking yeah, right. That's what he said. Slam dunk, swish, boonk. You are the perfect age to have seen the first Land Before Time before they pumped out the subsequent 6,000 Land Before Time sequels. Yes. And if you're under 30, you should watch the first Land Before Time movie and then Google, hey, is there any really fucked up trivia about any of the voice actors from Land Before Time that'll make yep. you really depressed? I don't think there was. Alternatively, watch a good movie. Hey, oh, hey, we're podcasting here. Deputies say they learned of the inmate Brian Francisco Roman, 26 of Longview, escaping prison Monday. Roman was able to leave the prison. I mean, he didn't escape prison. (laughs) (laughs) Roman was able to leave the prison by impersonating a cellmate scheduled for release. I reckon a guard came in and said... Are you the guy who's getting out today? And he said, yes. Yes. Oh, you guys are going to love the right next place. three paragraphs right of this article. I want, like, for anybody who thinks that maybe we're unprepared, I've stressed this uh, tens, maybe dozens of times on this show. Ben really prefers that we do not read the stories before we read them. That's out right. On air. I, I specifically ask you to not do that. According to the CCSO... 
a corrections officer went to get an inmate scheduled for release and found all three inmates in the cell asleep. They were in a little cuddle puddle. When the officer called for the inmate, Roman claimed to be the prisoner being released. Uh-huh, that's me. Yeah. Oh, the guy getting out today? Uh-huh, that's me. See, what they don't tell you when you're the guy that picks up the guy that's got to get out of prison is that other people also got to want to get out. Oh, you want a, more than one guy wants to leave? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't check out. I work here and I love it. Authorities say during the release process, Roman received the inmate's property, including clothing, keys, and wallet, which contained, <laughs> which contained ID, which I assume had someone else's photo on it, and a debit card. It was only hey, after... You're going to need this stuff, pal. <laughs> it's going to be real hard unless you have all of this stuff. Have you lost weight? The guard says, giving him his ID back. It was only after the inmate, who was meant to be released, questions corrections officers about his release time, did they realize what had happened. <laughs> hey, so, so you guys going to let me out? I or... get out? Yeah, we did. Stop yep. trying to trick us. You're not here anymore, okay? We let you go an hour ago. If you're getting out of prison, right? Like, that's the... Lo- Do you reckon that's the longest day? I reckon maybe your first day in prison and the last day in prison. Do you think those are the longest days in prison? Yeah. I'm. Yeah. That sounds like something that someone in a prison movie would say. Much hey, kid, like... All you need to know is the two longest days you're ever going to have it here. Your first day and your last day, capiche? Yes, capiche. Um, <laughs> I much is that like literally from Shawshank Redemption. I don't know at this point. <laughs> no, he no. Red says to Andy, "You better get busy living or get busy dying." Yeah, that's because what he says the in that first movie. and last days of being in prison are the <laughs> longest days of being get in prison. Get busy living capiche. during your first day and then get busy dying during your last day. Yeah. Hey, Paisano, you, get a lot done. you just started your second longest day in prison. <laughs> Roman was last seen wearing a blue hoodie sweatshirt, a black shirt, grey sweatpants, and brown slippers. If you see this man, leave him alone. Yeah. Don't yeah. stand in your mind, fucking business. Mind your own fucking business. He did. Uh, and plus, it's not him. He's the other guy. You can tell yeah. because he has his ID in his wallet. Yeah, you're going to go up to him and you're going to say, Hey, uh, are you... What's the, what's the guy who was meant to get out's name? They don't say. Mm. Were you meant to be released from prison? And he'll say, sure. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here's my paperwork. Here's my ID. I uh, shaved or whatever. Maybe maybe he did the the Dr. Richard Kimball shave off his beard and dye his hair a darker color. Yeah. Gas station, bathroom, dye job. Classic. If you're under 30, check out the movie... The Fugitive, starring yeah, Harrison Ford. That's no, pretty good. Yeah. Unless you're going to say something dumb about it. No, it's a perfect. Then don't su- watch it. It's a really serviceable thriller, in my it opinion. It is. Which is why I'm saying, if you're under thirty, you're going to watch it. You're going to be like, oh, I thought the third act could use a little bit of tightening up. Mm. Shut the fuck up. The why? Fuck do you, what, are you, what are you doing? What? Hm? Why didn't he just use his smartphone? He didn't yeah. fucking have one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, let's. Yeah, yeah, you guys wouldn't even. You, you, you TikTok? You think Richard Kimball is TikTok? Why, why didn't he do a viral TikTok to prove his innocence? <laughs> Pointing to some text that says, "I murdered my wife," <laughs> shaking his head. It was the one-armed man. Nodding. 
An arrest warrant has been issued on charges of escape in the second degree. What's the first degree? Like stabbing a guard and getting out? I don't know. I reckon first degree is when you um, use your pickaxe to break your chain when you're on like rock breaking duty. Yeah. And you run away like through the bayou and there's bloodhounds after you and deputies firing off their shotguns in the air. I think that's first degree. Yeah, but whereas if you walk out and no one's even, no one even knows, and you're just like yeah. trying to just hold it, you want to smile but you can't. Mm. Uh, you probably actually can because you're impersonating a guy that just got out of. You smile as much as you want, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, but no one knows. Oh, you look really happy. Is it because you escaped from prison? No, I was released. Hey, yeah. let me show you my ID. He was uh, walking out of the thing, thing, thinking, "Damn, my life a movie." You know, <laughs> damn, but life a movie for real. <laughs> Escape in the second degree, criminal impersonation in the first degree, forgery because I assume he had to sign some paperwork to get someone else's pants back. I am Craig. Ah, oh, perfect. <laughs> Off you go. You're Craig, right? For sure. I am Craig. Just signs Craig. <laughs> One word. Theft in the second degree and theft in the third degree. And on this podcast, we do not recognize the difference between those crimes. No, it's both cool. If they're <laughs> saying that the escape, forgery, and uh, criminal impersonation charges are from this escape, they can fuck right off. They walked in there and they said, hey, which one of you guys wants to go free? And he said, oh, I'd like to. Me. And they said... Tremendous. I'd love to leave prison today. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually a guy that doesn't like being in prison. <laughs> that <Yeah>. sounds great. <laughs> hey, doors open. Who wants to walk out it? Uh, 200th day in prison. I've got to ask, where is the exit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, I'm going to tell you a little fact right now. Are you ready? Are you sitting down listening to this? Maybe you're in your car. Maybe you're in your home, maybe you're working, and you've got your wireless earbuds in. But the fact I'm going to lay on you is this. You have just listened to an entire episode of the podcast, Bunta Vista. Yeah, and Playpool is closed as well. It's slammed shut. Playpool. Well, we've got, we hey, got whoa, some more days no. in Playpool. There's several be able more to... days in Playpool. Yeah, you're going to be able to Playpool right up until, I guess, when the bonus episode comes out a little bit after, actually. Now, I'm the first to admit that I do not know how many days are in different months. 30 think days have September, April, June, and November. All April's one of the normal ones. Yeah. That's, and as we all know, reality is taking place in the present. So, uh, you know, you've got five days. Five days? Reality is taking place in the present. Yeah. Yeah. We're, so we're just living moment by moment out we here. We are living in the moment. What I'm saying is... If you leave this on your podcast app and listen to it on, like, the 2nd of May, that's not my fucking problem. I don't have to deal with that or process it, you know? Yeah. You can't send me a fucking message that says, hey, it's actually the 7th of May and I'm listening to this and I've got a problem because it's the 26th of April now. It's Playpril, bitch. Yeah. Don't fucking come back to me about it later. Yeah. It's Playpril and you can plug this podcast that you love. Tell somebody about it. Go and go and put a bloody review on the podcast store. The podcast store. Yeah. Go down to the brick and mortar podcast store. Ask for a feedback form. Fill it in. Take okay? 
one of the uh, staff picks little handwritten notes that they've put mm. in front of one of the other podcasts, like Serial or whatever the fuck. Copy the handwriting exactly. Criminally impersonate Mitch, the employee at the podcast store, and say, one of my quirky faves. This is a real popcorn classic. Five stars. Done. Easy. Too fucking yeah. easy. Well, uh, we love every one of you individually. And... We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you. Bye.